Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, was it a torturous weekend without your 90-minute fix of good discussion and wonderful producing and great Joe-isms? Torturous weekend or... Oh, there we go again. Didn't turn no, my mic, mic on. on. Oh, all right. Well, I can't hear myself. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three, yeah, four. There. there we go. You're, you're just deep that you can't hey, hear. What'd you say, Sonny? <laughs> get I can't up, hear you. Get my... Get off my trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> We're back to that. Hey, it's been a wonderful weekend. You had a good weekend? I did. Got to spend it with my grandson, son, daughter-in-law. That's a good time. And you were... And my lovely wife. And you were a lector Saturday night at Mass? Yes, I did that, too. So did you did nail you pre- it? Did you preach Sunday? I did. All right. So we were busy over the weekend doing our religious <laughs> obligations. <laughs> our re- taking wonderful advantage of our religious opportunities. Yes. That's yes, indeed. It, it's not an, for you, it's an obligation. For me, it's a pleasure. No, that's not true. I enjoy doing that. Then why would you call it an obligation? Well, because I was assigned and I showed up when I was assigned. I don't get to pick and choose when I go. They tell me when to be there. You were going to Mass anyway, so you might as well read right. and get something out of it. I'm, I'm there. I might as well do something. All right. Well, get some points. Get some points so you can faster get into heaven. Well, that's going to be a chore. <laughs> You'll never get in. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. We digress. I know you're telling me who you're deciding. Mark Lawrence will decide who does and who doesn't get into heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that would this would be a bad way to do it. Um, I would I would just say yes to everybody. Like, well, you're redeemable. Oh, okay. Well, you're President Trump, but I'll tell you what, uh, you you you're, you could have stopped the booming economy and you didn't. So you go ahead. You know, I'll come up with something. So like you're that. sort of a religious Mary Poppins. <laughs> What does that mean? You let everybody in. Love everybody. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's, I, See, I think that's the nature everybody. of being religious, isn't it? Well, or Jiminy Cricket. You could be Jiminy Cricket, too. He hated everyone? No, no. Jiminy, boy, you don't, your knowledge of Disney animated cartoons from the 40s is woefully <laughs> inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> Jiminy Cricket said, if you can't say anything good about somebody, don't say anything at all. That was his phrase? That was his. And, of course, if that was the rule here, we wouldn't have this program. Well, we don't say bad things about other people. We just disagree. We read bad things other people say about other people. We have talked about on this show the Saturday group where Mike Glazer convenes about a dozen of the various smart political people in and around Lewisburg on both sides of the aisle. There's Republicans and Democrats there, and we commonly discuss issues. I sat in on one. Well, I guess I was a participant on Saturday. Wonderful, wonderful discussion. It's amazing to hear people who are dyed and in the wool, you know, like super-duper pro-choice. There's just no other way. You know, cock one ear and listen and hear what somebody else has to say and and then think for a moment and think for a moment and then say, oh, that's interesting. I, you know, I have to, cons- you know, to hear Anybody's mind get changed? 
Um, that would be impossible, really, to detect right there. But uh, it's it's possible. Any um, new arguments? Um, or just rehashing the same old stuff? No, but democratic socialism, health care, immigration, you know, sort of the same thing. And Lance was there. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, and he's super informed on a wide range of topics. So He needs to that, get a computer, though. That was plain. <laughs> well, you don't have to have one. <laughs> yes, you do. All righty. Well, so you had a big show on Friday, I gather? Uh, yeah, we had a good argument. Uh, we talked about Rush Limbaugh. There's a professor at Bucknell University who uh, said, uh, tweeted a uh, pretty negative remark about Rush, and so we read that on the air. And, and then, I bet he really protests the ne- terrible things President uh, Trump says, too. Fortunately, Jody Comos was here to say that the interpretation that um, Mr. Um, Reigley? No, the uh, Professor Drexler oh. uh, was wishing Rush dead was true, so we fortunately we cleared that up. But we did have a, a, a I'll sort of recap this well, in a minute. He does Let mention death in the post. <laughs> right, no argument there. Okay, well, it's not it's not the feel-good tweet of the year no. by any stretch. Okay. On the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, you can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. What happened on Friday is we uh, read an article that was in a uh, publication called The College Fix, probably a young person, if not a college op- uh, 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 journalism site of some type. And uh, let's see, where is that? Here we go. Uh, this is from the uh, article. It says a professor at Bucknell University tweeted out last week that he wished death on Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Michael Drexler, professor of American literature, posted on Twitter, Rush Limbaugh is one of the worst people to ever walk this planet. He's a scar on this nation, deserving only to be plucked out and fed to eagles. Medal of shame, badge of dishonor, death, and thou shalt die. Now, the tweet came after the nationally recognized talk show host announced uh, his advanced lung cancer diagnosis. It was one of several left-wing social media posts celebrating Limbaugh's late-stage cancer. The college fix got in contact with a Bucknell University spokesman who said the Twitter accounts of Bucknell employees represent their personal views and not the views of the university. And here's the uh, here's where one of the corrections comes. It says, when the college fix contacted Drexler regarding his tweet, he first denied having posted anything attacking Limbaugh. When reminded of the content of the tweet, he declined to comment. The Limbaugh tweet is not the first time Drexler has taken to social media to vent against conservatives. So after hearing that Drexler had denied this, Ben on Friday called him a hypocrite and you know said this is somewhat typical of the uh, uh, snowflakes on campuses these days. And to that end, um, Mr. Drexler listened to the show too long for the whole thing, but I'll put it in column form for Joe to read uh, some of it. Joe, if you would, please. Okay. I listened to your show yesterday morning because Ben Reikley called me a hypocrite. I will respond briefly to the charge. Mr. Reikley says I'm a hypocrite because I denied having written the tweet. I did not. I was contacted by a reporter from College Fix and told that a tweet of mine about Rush Limbaugh had gotten a lot of criticism. I replied that I didn't recall either the tweet or receiving any criticism. He then quoted the tweet and told me 
that privately people were complaining about it. That is classic journalistic dishonesty. I then acknowledged the tweet and said I had no comment. I never denied writing it. Like any private citizen, I'm entitled to criticize public officials or celebrities. Millions of tweets are written every day doing so. Indeed, thousands of people criticize Rush Limbaugh every day, many of whom have a much higher public profile than I do, and even more with colorful language than I chose to use. Indeed, my tweet would not have generated attention except for the animosity of another faculty member at Bucknell who is determined to smear me. Unlike him, I will not discuss personnel issues at my employer with the media. Well, so there's stuff. Okay. Because of his actions, I have been subjected to vile and violent threats on email, my office phone, and my personal cell phone. That is why I deleted the tweet and why I did not appear on your show. I'm not interested in extending the harassment further. Neither Rush Limbaugh nor Representative Keller deserves freedom from criticism. The real irony, it seems to me, is that conservatives complain that they are victims of intolerance and demand to silence criticism while simultaneously blaming the left for suppressing free speech. In fairness to Limbaugh and Keller, they both seem tough-skinned enough to take the heat. Their actions certainly warrant it. Signed by Michael, and his last name is Drexler? Uh, Drexler, yeah. Okay. So, he denied it. Well, let's just say... No, didn't deny it. Just didn't happen to recall which one... Oh, come on. If I say somebody should be plucked out and fed to the eagles, I'm going to remember that. Well, you don't know that that's (laughs) what the reporter said. Well, that's what was in the story. That's what was his tweet. That is the specific tweet, but you don't know what the reporter said, and you don't know what direction he said. Well, no, he said, said he even says the reporter read the tweet to him, and then he remembered he said it. Well, yeah, once it's read to him. He right. does recall. So, I mean, if you I mean, said somebody a, should be do, plucked out... I do 30 out, tweets a day. I wouldn't remember every single one but of them. But if you wrote something that someone should be plucked out and fed to eagles, would you not recall that? Right. When it's read to me, I would remember I, that. I would recall it if That's I wrote it. That's a key it. phrase. Yeah, I would remember that. You and I both write a lot. I mean, we write every day. And you remember? You don't remember what you write? Mm, not every single thing, no. I mean, if you ask me that who was hurt in a crash last week, I would not remember that. Uh, let's see. One of our listeners, uh, uh, it, it says, or the uh, the article had it wrong, too, saying that he uh, wished death. Yeah, he wished death on Rush Limbaugh. Oh, now, wait a second. Stop right there. If I feed you to eagles, are you not dead at some point? Potentially, but that doesn't mean well, you're that's wishing. that's wishing death. No, no. Yeah, it's come not. on. I don't think so. I think out wishing and death is that I, you would say, I wish you were dead, and then I would feed you to eagles. But no, this implies that so you're he's already feeding, dead. He's feeding him to the eagles alive? or No, that he already died because of you know the ailment that he has, or maybe the ripe old age of 100, or whatever it is. And death thou too shall die? Out. Well, that, that looks to the future. That's something something about everybody that we all die eventually. Death, thou too shalt die. Well, in any event, look, you know, this is a much to do about nothing. This man has the right idea. Certainly has the right he's to spot complain. spot on, you know, complaining about Rush Limbaugh, and he's not wishing him death. He's saying that he deserves a badge of dishonor, which is certainly true, in addition to his Medal of Honor that he received. Well, now Sunday, Rush Limbaugh is taking on, or Pete Buttigieg is coming down on him, too. Yeah, what's the latest on well, that? Well, Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg responded Sunday to Rush Limbaugh's recent and I'll, here's where we, the editorial comments come in, this of course is from CNN homophobic remarks saying he doesn't take lectures on family values from the conservative radio host and Medal of Freedom recipient 
Buttigieg says, while I love my husband, I'm faithful to my husband. On stage, we usually just go for a hug, but I love him very much, and I'm not going to take lectures on family values from the likes of Rush Limbaugh. Buttigieg, who is gay, told CNN's Dana Bash on State of the Union. Last week, Limbaugh, a longtime radio host who is known for his incendiary comments on minorities, drew bipartisan criticism for remarks made on his show where he said American voters, quote, despite all the great progress and despite all the great workness, awokeness, and despite all the great ground that's been covered, America's still not ready to elect a gay guy kissing his husband on the debate stage president. They have to be saying this, don't they? You know, the, why, why the outrage? Why is that a homophobic remark? It's talking about a political... What's the ne- What's that last sentence? Uh, they have to be saying this, don't they? Meaning people oh, are okay. talking people about people are it. saying that. Well, yeah, no, that is definitely true. No, Rush is 100% right. I know died in the wool Democrats who would never vote for a Republican like President Trump who say, oh, Pete Buttigieg, yeah, the, the gay marriage thing, you know, that I go against that. I don't like that. They don't, so they won't, wouldn't vote for him if he got nominated because they don't like gay well, marriage and they don't want... And that's, that, is that, that not a legitimate opinion in today's world? I mean, whether you like it or not, but why is it automatically hate speech? It is legitimate for Rush to say it, and it is legitimate for people to say it. And he mar- he makes a point here, despite how far we've come, despite all the great progress, despite all the great wokeness, and despite all the ground that's been covered. And I don't think it is a homophobic remark. I don't either. I, mean, I, I, you know, I spend very little of my day defending Rush Limbaugh, but I think what he, at least what I gathered from it is he was talking about what people are talking about, and people are talking about that. I know, died in the world Democrats who say I won't vote for anybody who has socialists attached to their main party uh, zeal. Now, this is not to say that, you know, Bernie Sanders wouldn't be the best president we've ever had or that Pete Buttigieg. I'm just saying that there are, it is a fact. I can prove it. We could bring the people in here and they would say, I'm not going to vote for a man who's married to a man. And I could bring people in here and say, I'm not going to vote for a socialist and they're Democrats. Well, I, I had one person I uh, ran into who said, I would rather have a gay, um, what do you call it, capitalist, than a straight communist for president. Hmm. So they think Trump is this? No, no. They're talking. Oh, okay. to, they oh, would I rather have the two of those. They two, would rather have two. Pete Buttigieg, who well, is okay. a, at least a capitalist, rather than Bernie Sanders, who is a socialist or a communist, depending on your point of view. Okay. But Elizabeth Warren felt the need to jump into this. She said these homophobic attacks against Pete Buttigieg are hateful and offensive. We will not tolerate this in the Democratic presidential race, and we will fight together against the hate and bigotry that Donald Trump promotes and rewards. Former Vice President Joe Biden responded to the, again, here's their CNN's editorial comment, homophobic remarks last week, saying the comments are part of the depravity of this administration. All right. If Rush Limbaugh points out that there are people who say they won't vote for him because he's married to a man, is it homophobic to just say that there are people that feel that way? But that's where we come. We've come so far in in labeling everybody. Oh, yes, and conservatives are so tough and contentious take it. Well, <laughs> Thank you for the email. No, I think that, I think this professor is entirely within his right to, to come down against what he believes is the injustice perpetrated by Rush Limbaugh. I don't like all of Rush Limbaugh's comments, but I don't see, you know, the problem is when you don't like somebody, your tendency is to just pile on. Everything they save is a homophobic remark, you know, and this has got to stop. This is despicable. Despicable. 
but you know. <laughs> Who are you doing? Elmer Fudd. Oh, used to I say gotcha. that. They, they are despicable. Thank you. That was actually Sylvester the Cat. That's right, Sylvester. My God, you've got to keep correcting me all the time. Wait, Robin. wait, wait, wait. What was <laughs> that? There are a few Sylvester things that I'm an expert on, and Looney Tunes is kind of like. Closer. You Sylvester. have got to learn the difference between 1940s Looney Tunes and 1940s Disney characters. I had, the, I had the Disney character right. The Looney Tunes thing I had wrong. He's right. It is Sylvester the Cat. Unbelievable. Such a conservative hypocrite. And then I know Tweety was, I taught I taught a putty tat. I'm right there on it, Rob. You are correct on that one, yes. We've, we've strayed far from Rush and Buttigieg. We'll be back shortly. we got a caller standing by, but we'll take more commerce. We've talked about Rush and, and uh, conservative snowflakes versus liberal snowflakes. Who's the flakiest? 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. Sunbury Motors Ford is coming off with their best-selling year in its 105-year history. SMC is committed to Ford Motor Company to sell a 1,000 new Fords in 2020. Wow! Pick from 25 of the totally redesigned 2020 Ford Escapes. And they start as low as $21,960. (laughs) Take up to $7,500 off MSRP of the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer. And they're priced from just $33,965. Sunbury Motors is Central PA's truck capital. Choose from over 120 Ford F-150s and Super Duties. Mmm, Super Duty. The F-Series truck has been the number one selling vehicle for 43 consecutive years, and SMC has them on sale for as low as $26,794. Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving the Susquehanna Valley's transportation needs for over a century. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Still Three Open Lines. And nothing new in the email in basket. Email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Text us at 70236. I guarantee you there's stuff in there. There was holdovers there throughout the weekend. And we got a caller standing by. Uh, Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, that uh, breakfast is really uh, quite enlightening. Because I've heard uh, folks articulate the farthest right you could possibly do in a very calm and modulated way, and someone do it the farthest left. And speaking of modulation, if you can speak up just a little bit, that would help our. Oh, advice. okay, all right. There very we good. go. Thank you. Oh, really? That um, in a really mo- modulated voice, articulate the farthest right you could ever imagine, and the farthest left. They're there, and it's it's, it's really neat. And if I can do that, when I'm articulating my positions, it really helps to win over the other side. I mean, you start yelling and screaming, you're done to start with. So it's it's a good tool. And uh, anyway, on Friday, I uh, was uh, not exactly cut off, but uh, ended my um, time. My time was up. And what I wanted to say was about Bucknell. Why didn't they allow Heather McDonald to speak if they are such a paragon of inclusiveness? Really? I don't remember that specific circumstance, but I know that there there are often cases on campuses today where students say uh, somebody is just so hideous in terms of their views that they don't well, want to hear. We've had this pop up all over the nation at Susquehanna University, too. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. Uh, a lot of times it isn't anything that's so far gone that you wouldn't uh, 
ever do it. It's just that it's uh, maybe a little more to the uh, right side than uh, what they want. Uh, here's some real telling facts. Okay, at uh, well, let's say liberal to conservative faculty members, six one hundred sixty-six to six at Cornell, one hundred fifty-one to seventeen at Stanford. 141 to 9 at UCLA, and 116 to 5 at Colorado State. And if you take law employees like at uh, UCLA, it's 92.67% law employee political contributors went to uh, Democrats. So uh, it's not really pretty level. Um, Are there any conservative colleges anywhere? Sure, Liberty uh-huh. University is conservative. Uh, yeah, Hillsdale. Okay, it's really it's really uh, super right down. The line. Are those all both faith based schools? Well, Liberty is. No, um, Hillsdale is not. Okay. No, I, I donate to them. They're not Hillsdale. And think about it. Uh, well, racism. We talked about Rush. We're probably talking about Al Sharpton. Now, he criticizes Al Sharpton because of his ideas and his um, politics. And it's like Ben Carson said, that you criticize a liberal black man for his politics, and you're a racist. You criticize a conservative black man for his politics, and it's politics. And that's just what happens. Now, folks can get away with... uh, horrid racist comments if you happen to be liberal. How about this one? You effing Jew word for an illegitimate child. This starts with a B, okay? That's what <laughs> someone said. We got it. Well, All right, said, you know, who, you know who said that? Who said that? Hillary Clinton. To whom? And about whom? And where? Okay. Uh, political operative Paul Frey, when uh, she was going on him about uh, why are Jews... Democrats and the whole thing, and he said that he wasn't, and he went on about what she was doing, and she didn't like what he was talking about. All right, how about uh, this is to do? Well, wait a minute, it's not okay to say that. <laughs> well, Hillary no, didn't get isn't. a pass on it. She could have been president if it weren't for that remark. No, but I mean, we've he- heard a lot. Of, I- I'm not familiar with that. Uh, no, it I certainly mean, didn't get either. widely reported. Well, of course it wouldn't be. Oh, because of the liberal... Well, what would you think? Right. Fake news? Right. Why do you think we call it fake news? Okay. Yeah, I don't see CNN it? headlining it. <laughs> oh, or Fox, right. for that matter. Joe's, right, Joe about, loves Fox. About, he has a uh, special Fox-shaped funnel at his house so that they can put the stuff in his ear, and he's never heard it. <laughs> All right. How about um, black youths are often the kinds of kids that are called super predators? No conscience, no empathy... We can talk about why they ended up that way, but first we have to bring them to heel. Talking about stop and frisk, we've got to find them, right? And that was Hillary in 1996. All right, we got you. All right, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, I guess what uh, I'm trying to say here... People are hypocrites in general. Okay. What we have now is a new McCarthyism, and we really do. Uh, he was basically a ruthless and egomaniacal senator running the show, the whole deal, right? And he was eventually stopped. 
But today we are thousands of faculty members, administrators, and employees in all university positions countrywide teaching and influence a whole new generation of students on the faults and deficiencies of America while touting none of its virtues. It will take infinitely more time and effort to root out the ensconced academic tyrants than stopping one maniac. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Right. Thanks, That's Lance. Exactly the way I feel. Have a good one. Buddy. All right. Thank Thanks you so much. You Appreciate the call. We have uh, some some uh, texts text here. Uh, one of them says, "Professor Drexler sounds like your typical leftist. Yes, he has a right to spout his nonsense. The question is, does he also insert his leftist ideology into his class instruction and denigrate conservative ideals? I know we'll never get a true answer on that question unless a brave student outs him." And another one says, Limbaugh is brave enough to state the obvious about the left, and for that he is labeled a homophobe, racist, misogynist, and every other ist the left wants to create to silence dissent to their dangerous ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What's so funny about that? That's called, what did they say, shooting the messenger. So now Rush Limbaugh uses uh, Jordy nailed it on Friday when he said Rush uses dog whistles. Uh, oh, Rush may or may not whistles. be a, a a racist or misogynist, but he summons individuals who are with his rhetoric. So, but uh, but that's his prerogative. So he is entitled to his opinion now. Absolutely, I'm sure, I I'm have sure no your friend Jordy would be coming, sticking up for Elizabeth Warren, calling him uh, what is despicable homophobe and all that. Or uh, Hillary Clinton <laughs> calling somebody. You no, know, the problem is there's just not enough tolerance name. for deferred, divergent opinions I in don't this country think that anymore. That is true. Uh, you know, uh, what happens is I think that conservatives can't take it and liberals can't take it. So they can dish it out, but they can't take it. What famous movie was that in? You sure can dish it out, but you can't take it. I don't know. Ask Rob. Uh, no, Love <laughs> Story. Come on. Oh, okay. It was 1975. Eric Segal's book. Right. I Ali read Mer- the book. Ali saw the movie. Right. Ali said Ali to Ryan you can dish it out, but you can't take it. Well, I'm sure she wasn't but the first the tr- person to ever say that. <laughs> I think she was. <laughs> and uh, it was the first I heard it. Look, Rush Limbaugh has said, and you and I agree, he has said some pretty bad things. But this wasn't one of them. You know, it was just. <laughs> no, I think he's just pointing it out. It was the a obvious. statement of right, a statement of fact as he saw it, and I think many people would agree with him that that is a question that will surface if Pete Buttigieg winds up as the Democratic nominee. Well, I think it's already up. I think the question has been asked, and the answer from some folks is no, thank you. You're listening to On the Mark, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, we're just going to take a quickie break for CBS. We'll be back with local headlines. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. It is President's Day, the 17th day of February 2020. Uh, let's see. Joe is here. Mayor of Shemokin Dam, Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters, Hall of Fame broadcasters. Uh, we have a oh, certain to be a Hall of Fame broadcaster as our producer. And you have a man who will never be considered uh, anchor. 
anchoring the show right now. That is me on the market sponsor. I could put in a good word for you. Oh, yeah. What would that do? (laughs) (laughs) That and a quarter might get you a small cup of coffee. Uh, Oh, a quarter? What? Get off my lawn. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, no, but... (laughs) A little outdated. All right. That and four bucks will get you a cup of coffee. Four bucks is a uh, latte at Starbucks, but two bucks is a large coffee at uh, Dunkin'. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm sure you can get a $1 cup of coffee somewhere around here. Three bucks at Wake and Wire in Sunbury. The value menu at McDonald's? (laughs) Oh, that's probably it. Yes, yes, that was probably it. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, well, let's All do right. that. <clears throat> All right. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. I'm going to say a lot of words about them right now. Uh, that The Sunbury Motor Company is a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials. You can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications, and uh, they would very much like to take good care of you at the quick lane. They can pump you up with nitrogen. Have I mentioned that? Uh, They also (laughs) have a body shop, an alignment shop, a car wash shop, a great big truck shop, a great little small car shop, and every other shop in between, and they would just love to super Survey at the Sunbury Motor Company. See the folks like Jason or Mickey or Jeff or Mike or Ernie or Kyle at the Sunbury Motor Company, and uh, you will make sure that uh, fabulous care is taken to take good care of your vehicle. Sunbury Motor Company. You Our, will make sure the good care is taking care of you. What does that mean? No one knows precisely. <laughs> On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, so check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. And one of our texters says, Dog whistles? Really, Mark? So when a politically incorrect statement is uttered, that's a dog Dog whistle. So the truth is a dog whistle now. <laughs> I love this dog whistle. So of all the things the left have come up with, microaggressions and dog whistles are those, my favorite. Those are your favorite. Yeah, what's, what's your? Which ones do you agree with? What? Uh, that the left has come up with opportunities to make the world more respectful and to not be so racist well, and misogynist. Well, as, as long as you agree with them. In other words, an opinion that disagrees with them is misogynistic, racist, homophobic. <laughs> right. I mean, yes. can you, and conservatives are so open no, to new No, but seriously, ideas. can you... Well, I mean, I'm saying there are hypocrisies on both sides of the aisle, but can you criticize, for example, a person who's different from you without it being a racist, homophobic? I mean, are you allowed to question people? You're allowed to call Rush Limbaugh names, but can suppose I decided to call Reverend Al Sharpton a charlatan and a fake. You know, I criticizing him. Well, am, okay. am I now a racist because I no, said that? No, no, no. Well, you could accuse him of reverse racism, saying that you know he he might feel that blacks are significantly more superior to whites. All right, is Rush Limbaugh a homophobe for suggesting that the American voter might question having uh, a, an outwardly gay and married man at the We've head of the Democratic? Settled this. Well, we we settled well, CNN it. CNN was out of line with using that phrase. Well, I mean, the whole story is slanted. Like he said, this horrible. thing. 
thing. What did, what we does, all know he's a despicable human being, so now here's what this despicable <laughs> human being has done now. What, what does Pete Buttigieg say about this? That he's not going to take uh, family values from Rush Limbaugh. What's Rush, what has Rush done wrong? Well, he dared to comment that he thought the voters did. And he I mean, he's a former he drug it. addict, but he, he's had the same way probably well, he, fra- he phrased it very well. He said, despite all the great progress and despite all the great wokeness and despite all the great ground that's been covered, America's still not ready to elect a gay guy kissing his husband on the debate stage president. Maybe it's racist. Not racist. Maybe they're using the homophobia because instead of just saying that the country's not ready for a gay president to use the image of kissing his husband, which apparently is, uh, you know, can happen. I mean, he's permitted to do so. The Vice President Biden says it's part of the depravity of this administration. Elizabeth Warren says the uh, we do will not tolerate this in the Democratic presidential race. These homophobic attacks against Pete Buttigieg have to stop. What does that have to do with the administration? Well, everything's Donald Trump's fault. Well, okay, as long as you admit it, I guess that's the first step to rehabilitation. Well, but, seriously, uh, it, it is. I mean, he's he. I expect to see tomorrow's headline: President Trump admits killing Cock Robin. Who's that? Oh, you don't know that story. Look oh that no, up. not another, not another <laughs> cartoon character from the forties. No, I don't know any cartoon characters from the forties. But it's it's sad that we've come to that point. I mean, I can listen to Rush Limbaugh, and I don't like a lot of what he says, no, me and too. I don't like a lot of what Donald Trump says. But I can listen to them without wanting to label them, and that's our tendency today. We want to label everybody. If they disagree with us, there must be something inherently wrong with them. They're mentally defective. They uh, are stupid, or they're part of the bag of deplorables, or what was it uh, that they called us last week? Um, bumbling uh, something or others? I don't know. You call them the you call Democrats the gang that can't shoot straight. And, and that I'm entitled to that opinion. <laughs> but but you're that's just hard, saying that's hardly it's, it's horrible. Bad name calling. I I was only talking about the primary in Iowa that they were the gang that oh the people shoot running. Straight. Oh, that's true. Not Democrats. You I wasn't saying. I was talking about the people running that, and that's so it's I think okay to call them names, but not for Democrats to call conservatives. Well, what's names. a name? If you if you if you. Hey, it's descriptive. If you, if you come after people for something they did as opposed to something they think, I think you're on firmer ground. If I commit a stupid action, for example, if I uh, stick my hand in the fan blade and it cuts my fingers off, you're safe to say this guy is a blithering idiot. But, you know, if I say to you, I think that the president of the United States might not get elected if he's married to another man, then that's a comment I've made. That's an opinion I have. Right. Well, and a lot of people are saying that. I mean, I hear, like I said, I, I know some good Democrats that are saying that. So I, I think Russia's on safe ground here. Maybe the imagery of kissing his husband was a little over the top. Well, I mean, if you ask me, I would, and I, I as one of my friends said that I quoted to you earlier, that I would rather have a, uh, a, a gay, a gay um, capitalist. capitalist than a... a straight heterosexual <laughs> a straight socialist. socialist i feel that way i would i would vote for pete Buttigieg long before i would vote for bernie sanders you feeling uh, is this your inner and that bernie homosexual sanders, coming out no bernie sanders is entitled to his opinions but you know i can't support them I don't believe they're right. I, I was I'm going to start attending his rallies because did you happen to see over the weekend the two topless women jumped on stage or three topless women jumped on his stage and poured milk all over the place because of his stance against dairy farming or they want him to take a tougher stance against dairy farming. Oh, <laughs> jeez, no. 
You, you missed that. Oh, let, let me enlighten you. Uh, well, permit let me, me read the news headlines. Permit, oh, I, didn't we get to that? I'm sorry. No, my computer was, I had restarted the computer, and now it's doing good. Oh, well, Rob right, well, helped. He's a super helper. Now, the ahead. Snyder County Commissioners are looking for public input at tonight's meeting. The topic, Failure Lake. Now, the meeting is tonight from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Middle Creek Area Community Center in Snyder County. Snyder County Commissioner Chairman Joe Kantz. Say. It's just we're going to have some boards on the wall, come in, take a look at the overview of the property, and bring suggestions. And he also says their goal is to get the public's input to help them make future plans as to what would be ideal at the lake in the future. Snyder County is one of two or three counties in the state that has not done a green way and open space comprehensive plan. So DCNR is very interested in helping us to get a grant to fund that plan. Kansas Failer Lake is one of three lakes built in the county in the early 18 or 1980s, and the county is trying to better manage the property. The public is invited to that meeting tonight, 5 to 8 p.m., Middle Creek Area Community Center in Beaver Springs. A business in Snyder County is out $100 after some counterfeit money was used in a transaction. State troopers say the incident happened about a week ago at a restaurant in Hummel's Wharf. Someone used two counterfeit $100 bills. Troopers say they're looking for a white-colored vehicle, possibly possibly a Nissan Sentra. Anyone with information is asked to call state police. President Trump is giving an election year embrace to NASCAR and his fans. He's the second president ever to attend the Daytona 500. And as Grand Marshal, he had the honor of commanding drivers to start their engines. The presidential motorcade took to the track to join a warm-up lap after he told the crowd that the racers and their teams were competing for pure American glory. Trump made the grand entrance before the start of the race. He gave thousands of fans a flyover of Air Force One and then rode onto the track in the presidential motorcade as the audience roared with delight. Now I'm going to be a liberal. How much did that cost? That probably cost the taxpayers $2 million. I don't know, but I saw the weekend (laughs) they tweeted a picture of Air Force One. I guess the airport is nearby. Yeah, I saw it landing or taking off. Right. It turns out one of the pictures they tweeted out was from 2004 when George W. Bush was in office and he went to the NASCAR race. And, you know, this picture with a long, taken with a long lens, shows the stands and the jets right behind it. Well, that was from 2004, and somebody finally... They, Did they label it that way? No, no. no they they, they retracted that tweet later on. They deleted the tweet. Who, then, who, yeah. who did the tweet? The president's campaign. The president's campaign did it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it probably just looked in their archives for Air Force One. There it is. And yesterday was probably the exact same thing, only this wasn't what the picture was. Actually, it was different because there were fewer people in the stands because it was rainy at Daytona yesterday. Ah, The picture is bright sunshine. Okay. Uh And they they actually only got 20 laps of the race in. You just made a political comment. That was rainy? No, the fact that the president's uh, campaign staff apparently did not tell the truth. Well, that's inadvertently stuck up an old picture. <laughs> okay. Oh, they probably used the crowded crowd picture Actually, because it would look better for the I president. think that would have made more sense. I didn't. I just saw it in passing. I saw the picture of the plane taking off behind the stands. It mm-hmm. didn't occur to me that it was raining there and that there weren't that many people in the stands. Right. So I was duped. 
by the president's campaign committee. But I would think it would cost the president quite a bit to go to that. But on the other hand, there are, what, 200,000 Americans there. He is permitted to talk to Americans when they gather in a group. Well, I think any president has the right to to show up at events, Mm -hmm. you know, most of the time, they don't want him there because the security involved in having the president show well, up is sure horrendous. People would have to wait a long time to get inside and that kind of thing. I don't know whether they'd used metal detectors or any of that for yesterday, did they? No, no, and he stayed in the motorcade. Most of the pictures I've seen with the motorcade, the windows were up on, on the beast. But he did get out to say, gentlemen, start your engines. Right, there was an area, but the whole crowd wouldn't have an eye shot at him. So, you know, they probably did screen the people that were near him at that point. I would hope. So, but yeah, right. I, I don't know if you can screen 200,000 people. Is that feasible? Well, I guess. Yeah, I'm just estimating that's Is that the crowd? There. I don't know how many people attend well, those Well, it things. would have to be about that. You can put a hundred and a half at Pocono, and Daytona's bigger. Well, I guess I'm not a good Republican. I'm not a big NASCAR fan. Well, it's uh, it's not your cup of tea, but um, well, to me, NASCAR is probably more popular is, than football. I you would said think. no, no way, no way. Football is the most popular. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, then NASCAR is second. It could easily be. And then horse racing. Horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. If you go to the horse race tracks, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. They're they're always packed. Hmm. It, you and I would take it for well, granted. Well, you can gamble here. at the horse race track. You can right. bet on it's the horses. Full service. You can do everything. You can't there. bet on the drivers, can you? Uh, I'll, you probably can bet on that. Oh yeah, you can bet Sports on NASCAR. Book? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, but think. not at the track. I can't go to the Daytona 500 and walk up to a paramutual window and put down a $20 bet. No, but if you can do sports betting on your phone, you can do it while you're at the or track. Or if I happen to know a good bookie. Well, <laughs> yes. I don't think you need bookies anymore with online betting. No. Well, I mean, although you could use a bookie for different specific games and maybe higher stakes. Whatever. Yeah, In really. any event. Way, way off the track here. Uh, not that it's important. Uh, Beaver Stadium holds about 5,000 more people than Daytona. Okay, and Beaver, Beaver Stadium, Stadium is about 5,000 bigger. And what is that, like 120 or well, something? It's 106,500 for Beaver and 101,500 for Daytona. Okay, but what about the infield and uh, the peripheral areas? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how many people the stands holds at Pocono. Not that you know, not that many. Maybe eighty thousand. I would think maybe in the stands, because they they extend a long way around the one side. But um, have to check the that. infield area would probably have like another fifty thousand people in it. Well, I got castigated by one of our texters. Well, as you should. Let's take a... uh, Let let me finish one more sentence. Oh, you're still reading the news. Right. Hard to believe. (laughs) Hard to believe, yes. It's 20 minutes after. Why don't you get through with this so we can move on with the show? With the Nevada caucuses less than a week away, Democratic presidential candidates campaigning Sunday were fixated on a rival who wasn't contesting the state. Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Amy Klobuchar are all targeting billionaire businessman Michael Bloomberg, accusing him of buying his way into the election and making clear they're eager to take him on in a debate. The attacks are a sign of just how seriously the field is starting to take Bloomberg as he gains tractions in the race and is on the cusp of qualifying for Wednesday's Democratic debate in Las Vegas. I I think they have a good point. 
don't you? Well, yeah, but the, that, that's the American way is through advertising. Really? You can make people, people do things. Well, yeah, that's. I, I'm not arguing the efficacy of advertising because I have to agree with it, having spent my entire life selling it and, <laughs> and being involved in an it. industry that sells it. Right. So I have no problem with that, but I do have a problem with somebody coming in and buying the uh, buying the election. And as you and I, uh, I don't know whether we said that on air or not, but you, you pointed out correctly that Donald Trump was in every debate and competed in every state in a crowded yeah, he field started out in Iowa. four years ago. Uh, and that's not exactly what Mr. Bloomberg is doing. No, he's. But and now he said he might consider Hillary for a vice president. Who he really said he that? He said that. Get out of here. That scares me half to death right there. I actually heard that was uh, said that was not true. Yeah, I heard he that. Didn't say I heard that. it was a rumor, but I, I yeah, didn't hear it I heard either it wasn't way. True. But you say it's I true. I heard it reported on CNN. And that means it must be a lie. Right? <laughs> We're going to have to take a quick break. <laughs> Joe's not well. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Rob gives us the numbers of the uh, seating capacity in the stands. At Pocono, it's 76,000. So my 80,000 estimate wasn't too far off. Uh, Beaver Stadium is 106,500 people in the stands. And, of course, there's no standing room to speak of there. Uh, but at Pocono, there's an entire infield that would have 100,000 people in it. And at Daytona, it's 101,500 in the stands, and that also doesn't include the infield, which is uh, packed full of people. There's more people in the infield at Pocono than there are in the stands. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Please give us a buzz. Sunbury Motors Ford is coming off with their best-selling year in its 105-year history. SMC is committed to Ford Motor Company to sell a 1,000 new Fords in 2020. Wow! Pick from 25 of the totally redesigned 2020 Ford Escapes. And they start as low as $21,960. (laughs) Take up to $7,500 off MSRP of the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer. And they're priced from just $33,965. Sunbury Motors is Central PA's truck capital. Choose from over 120 Ford F-150s and Super Duties. Mmm, Super Duty. The F-Series truck has been the number one selling vehicle for 43 consecutive years, and SMC has them on sale for as low as $26,794. Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving the Susquehanna Valley's transportation needs for over a century. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. New York Times says it was 101,000 at Daytona, and that was a sold-out crowd. So. Oh, no, they had 500 seats left if it was 100,000. It says 100,500. sold-out. That's what they say. New York well, Times. Well, they lie. You're the failing New York Times. You believe them? One of our emailers says, our texter says, Sorry, Joe, Mayor Pete is as much a socialist as Bernie is. He just masks it better. Pete's father is a Marxist, and he was raised with that ideology in his home. He is okay with late-term abortion, and that is pure evil. And then another text says, Bloomberg must have a death wish if he's considering Hillary as a VP pick, just sane. Okay. I would agree with that if it's true, but you're saying you've heard this and not I true. Hear, I, I've only heard people talk. I've only heard the rumor. I didn't hear it uh, reliably either way. Oh, okay. Well, I'm assuming if I saw it reported on TV, I guess I should just chalk it up. It was on CNN. It had to be a lie. Well, let's look up Fox <laughs> News. 
<laughs> see what they're reporting, since that's where the truth dwells, right? <laughs> well, we believe it does. Right, okay. Read read some more text while I look this up. Did, uh, who was it? Um <laughs> oh, yeah. You are so much fun to watch <laughs> using technology. So he pulls his phone in front of him and puts it on voice mode and forgets the question. That's Joe <laughs> McGranahan. Okay. Having a bad day. Uh, it it was a long see. weekend. Um, so this is the start of one. Right. Oh, and this would be the second of right. the... And I, the I think it goes, I, there it goes, it goes right down there. It says, I heard some disturbing information last night on the radio about this country's drug and medical supply coming from China. A large percentage of the raw materials for the drugs manufactured here that we use come from China, along with generic drugs that come from China and India. With the outbreak of the coronavirus, the supply chain has been disrupted. Things could get bad soon if things don't change in China. Okay. And let's see. We have an email that has The next come two are the same. Right. We'll start at the top and we'll go, go to the All panel right. right below it. Remember, be kind. Unless you're a conservative, then uh, they can say whatever they want about you and not be held accountable. As the standards the left wants to hold conservatives' comments to scrutiny, just practice what you preach, please. Okay, and that okay. takes care of all our current All uh, known texts. texts, yes. And then we have an email that's come in, which I will try to bring up here. And it says, it goes without saying that the majority of your callers have a very conservative philosophy. Perhaps many of your more liberal callers don't call the show. My only point of is this. I don't believe many of your conservative callers would call in, admit to being biased in any way against black, gays, etc. Even in reality, most harbor those feelings. I suppose in their minds, if you won't publicly admit it, to them it makes them feel they are open-minded, hence the hypocrisy. Or as Joe states all the time, I really don't like the way Trump talks, but, 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 I like his policies. And now I really don't like things Limbaugh says at times, but, 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 to Joe, there is always a but, or Obama did it too. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, they got you pegged. Yeah, well, President Obama put kids in cages. Santa Joe there. No, but come on. You've got to admit it. All these people talk about how Trump is not a traditional president. And yet when I point out the things that other presidents have done that are similar to Trump's, they get upset with me for pointing that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that hypocrisy? No. No, okay. Uh, so That's I'm the hypocrite. dialogue. But, 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 Mark. Mm-hmm. But, but, but. Uh, let's see. I think we're... Uh, that's... What is this? I don't know. It's something left over from another program. <laughs> uh, fresh off president. So, what do you think about the topless protesters jumping on Bernie's stage? <laughs> I thought they were cute. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I, they were rather attractive women. It was Nevada. He says in Nevada something. Uh, it says a group of topless protesters stormed a Bernie Sanders, Sanders rally in Nevada Sunday afternoon, throwing paint, fake blood, and water on the podium before security whisked them away. Sanders, speaking at a rally in Carson City, had just finished introducing his wife as the next first lady when a woman ran up to the podium trying to grab Sanders' mic. A visibly irritated Sanders yanked the mic away. The woman then grabbed another mic on the podium. Senator Sanders saw a protester interrupt his remarks during a campaign event in Carson City, Nevada on Sunday, says the AP. Bernie, she said, I'm your biggest supporter, and I'm here to ask you to stop popping up, propping up the dairy industry and to stop propping up animal agriculture. I believe in you, the woman said before her mic was cut. Sanders exited the stage as a chaotic scene unfolded. At least
least two topless women took the stage at Sanders' Nevada campaign event. Several other women, at least two of whom were topless, joined the first woman on stage. The group threw various liquids on the podium and around the stage before security intervened. The crowd started chanting, Bernie, Bernie. Sanders reappeared before the podium, quipping, This is Nevada. There's always a little bit of excitement. <laughs> See, that how you quip about things like that, it, it really tests your character as a president. That's even more telling. We grabbed the mic from her. Right. Well, I guess that says something about his age. A topless woman is on the stage, and all he can think about is grabbing her mi- the microphone back from her. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> what does that say about his age? Let's hear what the conclusion is. Well, he may not have warm blood running through his veins. Oh, my God. In any event, what would be the point of taking your top off to jump on the stage at a Bernie Sanders rally complaining about animal agriculture? Uh, I don't I don't get the well, connection if you there. If you don't get that, you're just too old. Well, I don't. Tell me what the connection <laughs> is. There is none. All right. From Deadline.com, our good producer sends us this message. It says, Michael Bloomberg's campaign is downplaying a report claiming the billionaire presidential hopeful is considering former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton as his vice presidential running mate. The statement came in response to a tweet earlier in the day from the right-wing news aggregator Matt Drudge, who floated a headline declaring in all caps exclusive Bloomberg considers Hillary running mates. Well, I thought George was always right. I think he is right. Well, he's, he's like uh, that, what's that Hollywood company? TMZ? Uh, yes, yes, they're always right, even though you hate <laughs> it because it's gossipy. But uh, yeah, they are generally right, although they've probably been wrong at some point. And then one of our emailers, Dan from Ellisburg, says, I was thinking about politics, and I heard Bloomberg used to be a Republican. And then I remembered that Trump used to be a Democrat and was buddies with Hillary, etc. Just imagine if instead of Trump running against Hillary in 2016, if they had both ran as Democrats and Trump instead of Hillary got the nomination and eventually won as a Democrat. This would have flipped everything, even if Trump had the same personal agenda. Just think, Trump and Schumer and Pelosi and Rachel Maddow, etc., would all be buddies. Trump would probably still want the tax cuts, and he would have gotten them. I think Trump wanted to be president, and it did not matter to him if he was a Dem or a Rep. They are all playing us for fools. Says Dan from Bloomsburg, or uh, Ealysburg. Well, you know, up until the point he actually announced he was running, there was some debate as to whether Dwight Eisenhower would announce as a Republican or a Democrat. Oh, okay. He had not been political up to that point. He had to stop and think about... What was he registered as? I don't think that he was. Oh, I think okay. he, was a, he was a military man, and I think he tried to stay out of politics. Nonpartisan. Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Since this is President's Day big surprise. I'm going to talk about my favorite president. and Ronald Reagan? My, <laughs> he's one of my favorites, but Not I'm talking favorite. about even better. And President Trump woke up a sleeping giant. And I don't think people realize what would happen once he woke that giant up. It's a lot larger than than anybody wants to believe, especially the left. They can't believe how we support Trump and how the people that seen the light support Trump. And they can't get over it. They just scream and holler every day that we shouldn't love our president. 
But I think and, you see that I see that on both. I, I, you know, as a as a moderate in the middle, I see that from both sides. I always thought Republicans were apoplectic about the things that Bill Clinton did because he had so many people who really supported him. And I think it's the same with President Trump. You know, they see, of course, he has a lot of adamant supporters and does far more public events. So he, you know, he definitely keeps his public eye. Um, you know, in the, he keeps himself in the public eye. But I think uh, Democrats look at that and say, "Oh my, it's almost cultish." Well, that's what I think uh, Clinton, uh, Clinton's followers were viewed as back in the day. Uh, I, uh, I didn't think uh, they were called a I didn't even think Obama's followers were called a I thought they thought that President Obama could make a change, and he never did. I I don't think they were really that callish, and and I think they call the they call us callish the followers of President Trump. You guys Trump. are like Mussolini rally goers. Yeah, and that's unfair. That's we're the opposite of Mussolini. We're the opposite people. We believe in freedom. We don't. We don't like the word socialism. We hate it. And we don't want, if someone calls and says we're ready to have socialism, yeah, we have a little of it. And we do not want any more of it. We do not want socialized medicine yet to make it more of a bureaucracy. You want to give back Social Security, Dan? Nope, I said we'll take a little of it. I'm hypocritical too, Joe. (laughs) I wouldn't want to give up my Medicare or my Social Security, but I do want to put the brakes on now. So now that you've got yours, you don't want anybody else to get theirs. Is that what I'm hearing? I lived through life with what I have now. I didn't live life with socialized medicine. I didn't even want it then. You know, I didn't change my mind. I just didn't want no more socialized things. And in a way, Social Security is an insurance that we all pay. I paid half and my employer paid half throughout my lifetime. So it isn't totally socialism. Well, just being the devil's advocate, what if uh, Medicare for all worked out well? Well, and wound up to be if, a great benefit. If it would, that'd be a great thing. But it won't. the figures, the figures don't match what it would cost. But anyway, I talked with my doctor there back. He said he spends one third of his employees, if he has three, one of them has to do paperwork for the government. And he said once Obamacare came in, he'd have to spend about, he'd have to have up to 40% employees doing nothing but paperwork. If they could get rid of the paperwork for the bureaucracy, he could actually practice more medicine. So there's, there's what, so, and if we ever got total socialism, socialized medicine, our care would go down the tube. All right, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Last word. Go ahead. What incentive would a doctor have to go into medicine 
So if you can't be success and make some bucks, <laughs> do you okay. know what I'm saying? Not much Why of a career then, is it? All right, Stan, thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for yep, calling in. Ha- uh, we are going to, oh, I'm sorry, I cut him off there, I, but we have to move on. We're going to take a quickie break. we got callers, uh, one standing by and one coming in. Sunbury Motors Ford is coming off with their best-selling year in its 105-year history. SMC is committed to Ford Motor Company to sell a 1,000 new Fords in 2020. Wow! Pick from 25 of the totally redesigned 2020 Ford Escapes. And they start as low as 21960 <laughs> Take up to $7,500 off MSRP of the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer. And they're priced from just 33965 Sunbury Motors is Central PA's truck capital. Choose from over 120 Ford F-150s and Super Duties. Mmm, Super Duty. The F-Series truck has been the number one selling vehicle for 43 consecutive years, and SMC has them on sale for as low as $26,794. Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving the Susquehanna Valley's transportation needs for over a century. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. If we're going to light up those all of the numbers, we've got two occupied. One of our callers is from Claudia, is Claudia from Greensburg, PA. Thank you so much for checking in this morning. You're on the mark. Yes, I just I wanted to propose what if Bloomberg, with all of his money, ran with Obama as his vice president. I know Hillary has been declined, but I wonder if he ran with Obama, it would get him the black vote, the millennial vote. It just seems like they're working up to that with the commercials, with Obama supporting him, and I just wondered what the readers thought. I don't think he could, I don't think Vice President uh, would work for Obama because he's barred by law from ever serving as president again. And if the president were to die, he, when he were vice president, he would be in that position. So oh, I'm not, okay. cer- I'm not certain right. he could I do it. I did not know that. I just wondered if that was a possibility. Well, now, just now Mrs., Mrs. Obama could run with him. Yeah, that yeah. would be better. Oh, I would like that. That's a very possible scenario, too. I like her more than President Obama anyway. Yeah, she's so. a nice lady. <laughs> yeah, she is a nice lady. I wouldn't vote for her, but she is a nice lady. I don't think President Obama wants to be back in public office. I think he's, he's had enough. And I don't think his followers are so enamored with him that they think he should be back in. You know, I think they've had a taste of some other high-profile Democrats now, and I think they'd, they'd want to go with one of them. Yeah. You know, Bloomberg could pick one of the candidates who's running. Yeah. Are you actually uh, calling from Greensburg right now? Yes. Yes, I listen to you every morning on Alexa. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, I came here from Greensburg. I used to run WHJB back in the day. I remember. <laughs> Cowboy Phil. Cowboy I was very Phil, young, yeah. I'm only, you know, I'm 69 now, but... <laughs> I, my father listened to Cowboy Phil every yeah, morning. Yeah, much, much older than that. And Davey Tyson. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember that. Okay, anyway, well, thank th- you for yeah, taking good, my call. Good, yeah, good Thanks questions. for listening. Great to have a listener way out in western Pennsylvania. Thanks for calling. Call again. But not our westernmost listener. No, that, it's that's, that's from Larry, from Je- Larry G. from Texas. Right, who comes from this area and still listens when he's down <laughs> in Texas. Uh, now we have Mike from Bloomsburg. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. It, but, but it is not Mike Bloomberg. No. It, it is Mike, Mike from, from Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg. <laughs> Good Mike. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Yes, morning. go ahead. 
the, uh, I just want to make the case in my mind that I believe that the Democrat leadership has become Antifa without a mask. <laughs> without the handkerchief over their face. You got it. And without the <laughs> chain or the clove or the tire iron or whatever they like to carry in the streets of the, all these major blue cities. And, and the reason I say that, is, and, I'm being ser- and I'm being serious now, I believe, you know, history has shown that when you have leaders, you know, this is before there were elections, the way to get rid of your leader was to kill them, okay? And then even in the history of the United States, we've had cases where our political president was killed to, to get rid of them. But, but now I think we've, we've, gone, we've got away from that. Instead of assassinations, we, we're going with the political assassination thing. And what we had was with Donald Trump, we had the leftovers of the Obama administration before he took office. They tried a coup. They tried to get rid of him. They coordinated with the foreign powers, with uh, uh, deceiving the FISA court, and they tried to get him that way. And they had a Mueller report that found no collusion. They couldn't get him that way. Then they tried Ukraine Gate. They couldn't get him that way. So now that they can't get the president, they're trying to undermine his supporters, his administration, and basically what the Antifa without the mask has done is they have shut down our constitutional form of government by claiming that Donald Trump is an illegitimate president when he was duly elected. So basically, you know, you're going to, Mark, you're going to take the position that the Democrats are just trying to regain power. Well, yes, they are trying to regain power, but what they're doing is shutting down the voice of the people. They're shutting down our constitutional form of government. They're using judges all over this country to try to stop anything that Donald Trump tries to enact or any laws that, that they try he, to pass. They, they try to Go stop ahead. anything that he wants to do that is illegal. <laughs> well, okay, now let's talk about that. How many things have these uh, liberal judges shut down that when it went to the courts, it was declared that he was within his rights to do that? Ooh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I don't keep track of that. Generally speaking, court fights lead to a compromise. So some aspect of some policy emerges that allows it to continue. You know, like the kids in cages, they supposedly were going to do a time frame that they would be allowed to, uh, you know, to fix that. And it still hasn't been fixed. And that started in the Obama administration. So that would be, uh, you know, that's a slow fix. But in any event, continue your point. I'm, I'm just saying that... Uh, um, if if the uh, ju- judges often feel that what the president's trying to do is illegal on both sides of the aisle. So ki- kids in cages, that's one of the big headlines. You know, you, you flip on Yahoo News and it's kids in cages. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Kids in cages back in the Obama administration, but that was never a saying. And that's just one of the things that the, the uh, mainstream media, which is nothing more than the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, are trying to tarnish my voice with, that I support kids in cages. Well, that's not true. I don't support kids in cages. I've seen kids in cages, and I've worked to get them out. So, you know, I don't, they're not going to tarnish me and my voice, because I, I have a place to put it out right now. And, I, and, I believe, and I'm really upset that the Democrats are, have become nothing more than Antifa with a mask because they're trying to do everything they can to shut down the process of our government and claim that it's illegitimate because Donald Trump was elected. Well, I don't, wrong. In what way are, are they fighting to say that his election was illegitimate? What way? Well, it started before he even took office with all the, uh, the charges that there was uh, irregular voting 
uh, you know, and wanted they wanted recounts because you know it just went on and on, and then you know that Russia affected the election. That's where it all started when they said Russia uh, bought this election. I mean, they, they uh, what did Nancy Pelosi call uh, McConnell? Moscow, Mitch, you know, and uh, I've never heard Trump that. Going to sell the United oh, States to Russia? Come on! <laughs> and these are these are just accepted things in the mainstream media. It's 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 gotten so low that what's going to happen? My but, my concern is this: uh, with the the new voter laws in Pennsylvania, I think it's going to be easy uh, for uh, Democrats to win the state, and that's going to put them on their way to to winning the uh, White House back. What happens if people like me say that that election was illegitimate, and we end up having a real civil war in this country? Well, that's a dilemma. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> you know, I have thought about that. Uh, I mean, in answer to your, all of your other remarks, uh, I, you know, I concur that uh, Democrats have tried to uh, stop the president any way they could. But I think there are legitimate complaints that you often see in Washington, sort of no matter who is president. But as for what will happen if Donald Trump is, uh, yeah, you think we're divided now. Boy, wait till Donald Trump loses the election. And then. And uh, all of his cultish followers will have uh, Democrats to blame. And so that's not going to be an ideal situation either. Now, what do you think about the, uh, the, uh, the headline? Uh, over a thousand former DOJ people signed a petition to get rid of Trump or uh, get rid of Barr. Did you see that headline? I saw it this morning, yes. Right. Uh, my well, all of my left wing friends, none of them can give me an answer of how many Republicans sign that petition. You know, was it 991 Democrats and one Republican, or were these Republicans that are just looking for a job in the next administration? I mean, what is, I mean, people today, they'll sign, they'll sign any type of damn petition just about on anything. I mean, it's crazy. You can go online, moveon.org has petitions that people sign, you know, almost without reading them sometimes. You know, it's just another one of those headlines to make people think that, the, that this uh, bar is illegitimate himself and he's nothing more than a pawn. I mean, we have degraded so far beyond uh, intellectual discussions of what's going on in this country that I don't know if there's any hope anymore. Well, I hope you're wrong about that. It's hopeless. Oh. Nope, it's hopeless, Joe. <laughs> you know what my dad used to say? Hope in one hand and poo-poo in the other and see which one fills up fast. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. That'll be your closing remark. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to have to hang You're on welcome. to that one the rest of the day. <laughs> All right. Mike from Bloomsburg. I'll be in Bloomsburg this afternoon, so we'll see everyone then. We'll take a quickie break. We'll take speedy dialers, 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. Sunbury Motors Ford is coming off with their best-selling year in its 105-year history. SMC is committed to Ford Motor Company to sell a 1,000 new Fords in 2020. Wow. Pick from 25 of the totally redesigned 2020 Ford Escapes. And they start as low as $21,960. <laughs> Take up to $7,500 off MSRP of the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer. And they're priced from just $33,965. Sunbury Motors is Central PA's truck capital. Choose from over 120 Ford F-150s and Super Duties. 
Mmm, super duty. The F-Series truck has been the number one selling vehicle for 43 consecutive years, and SMC has them on sale for as low as $26,794. Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving the Susquehanna Valley's transportation needs for over a century. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Dick has been patiently waiting to talk on the radio. Good morning, sir. You are on the mark. This is going to make this quick, but to Mike, you know, Trump spent an awful lot of money spending teams of investigators to Hawaii and probably to Kenya to prove that Obama was illegitimate, wasn't even an American citizen. But did that continue after President Obama was in office? He spent a lot of money. Yeah, he spent an awful lot of money proving that that Obama was not legitimately born in the United States or an American citizen. Right, but did it continue after he was president? They kept the birther the birther movement kept going even after he was president. Well, I'm not sure how long it went on, but he spent an awful lot of money to prove that. Okay. Or to disprove the fact that he was even in a, you know, so people complain about uh, people making a big deal about uh, Trump being illegitimate. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he's actually one of that started that kind of a program out there. Okay. Goodbye. Right. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. All righty. Lance, you're on the mark. You get a 60 seconds. Okay. Why? Well, I- uh, the Dems went crazy about the kids behind a chain link fence, but don't seem to have any trouble with taking the kids and uh, sucking their bodies into a jar. It's kind of weird. Think about Mitt Romney got into all kinds of trouble because they put their dog in a car carrier on top of the car. And uh, Barack Obama's family he grew up with. Wait, 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 wait. Now you got me. I'll, I'll do. I'll nibble. What did? Who who put a a dog and a car carrier on the roof of a car? Yeah, uh, Mitt Romney, and it was a big campaign thing. Boy, people went absolutely ballistic about it. All right, so that well, that's Back what when. dangerous for the dog, I guess, would be the assumption, right? Well, no, apparently he got there just fine. And uh, <laughs> okay, no, really, really. Well, we do a yeah. lot of dangerous things, but I guess they're okay if we don't get hurt. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry, I and I yeah, cut and, into your and, time. And you get 20 more seconds. No problem at all with them eating dogs, right? Who eats? Oh, here we go. Oh, really? When was that Mitt Romney eating dogs? No, that was uh, Barack. Oh, Barack his Obama. Dad farmed his uh, raising out to a uh, oh real strict uh, Muslim family, you know. And uh, he was there for quite a number of years because he was talking about eating dogs. So okay. If something else. Eat that. Gotcha. Time's up. All Thanks, right. Lance. Thank okay. you so much, Lance. Appreciate the call. One of our emailers says, old video was surfaced with Bloomberg basically minimizing farming as dig a hole, put a seed in it, cover it, water it, directly implying that farmers don't do much. Great fodder for Trump. No argument there. And one of our other emailers says, too much Limbaugh on Fox News for Mike. Wow. That's really exciting. Okay. And uh, you took one away. Okay. Mark, you say Trump is acting illegally with many things. Please cite examples, and I don't mean the Democrats and MSN's talking points, things that have actually been taken to court and have been stopped all the way up to the Supreme Court of the United States. So your answer, will you have all night to research that, and tomorrow your answer will be the first thing on the program. What has the president done that's illi- that was illegal that had to be uh, altered? Uh, how about the, his Muslim 
Muslim band. That would be the first. That thing. wasn't a Muslim band. It was oh, a travel I see. Band. Well, he wanted it to be a Muslim band, but then he had to change it. Yeah, that's been changed a little bit. But we'll we'll check it out. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.